Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. I'm your host, Cameron Ellen Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say that shit with your whole chest or I'll swab your mom through a coffee table. And this is a show that warned you about mixing men and microphones in the beginning of the pandemic. This episode is brought to you by the meeting of music and marijuana. The episode strain is peanut butter souffle. This strain is the result of crossing dosi dough and lava cake, tinged with dark green and purple hues. Expect frosty flowers caked with a thick, beautiful coat of resin. These chunky buds burst with nutty flavor, earthy flavors, reminiscent of creamy peanut butter, thus its name. This episode's song brought to you by Soundgarden. Uh, the title of the song is Blow Up the Outside World. Um, Chris Cornell is a huge um, influence on my teenage years and of the way I saw the world. Um, shout out to Soundgarden. Rest in peace, Chris Cornell. Uh, this episode is called uh, No Such Thing as Normal Women. Um, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. I was having a conversation um, last week and it took me literally this much time to let the conversation resonate with me because it's about a subject I have to argue about with cis men consistently and that is trans athletics um often in the trans athletic conversation with problematic cisgendered men it's all it always breaks down to what is normal they describe cis women as normal while trans women are i guess uh outliers uh which just kind of reinforces bullshit sentiments about trans women's inclusion in the things if they're real if we, uh, if we are what we say we are if we are biological, all questions that come from men who never really paid attention in science and never really stood up for women. But for some reason, in that instance, they're the ones who have the most trouble with female trans athletes. Notice a lot of the conversation is centered around female trans athletes, like trans trans women, male to female trans women are constantly take the brunt of these bullshit conversations and nobody really um states how it affects trans men trans men are also athletes there, there there's been legislations that have tried to pigeonhole them try to hold all of us back as a whole but generally when we talk about trans athletics it is always centered around cis women and trans women inclusion within their sports realm i'm gonna say it one more fucking time for all you fucking meathead idiots in the back. Trans women are women. And during the transitional process, which we did see last week 
um, what what kind of happened to trigger this whole conversation. I'm the follower of a trans uh, weightlifter. Her name is Angel Flores. Shout out to Angel Flores. Um, she's a great athlete, very positive role model. Uh, she was recently featured on Queer Eye. Uh, it was a great episode, one of the most moving episodes I've ever watched. I was able to relate to her, even though I'm much older than what she is. Um, she went to an event that she was already signed up for. Um, they changed the ruling on her as she was getting ready to compete, uh, stating that if you were on HRT, that you wouldn't be able to compete, that what you would be doing would purely be for the sake of doing it. I found that to be so sad and disheartening. Like, this is her profession. This is what she is choosing to do. She's a great athlete with no other advantage other than her training. I'm really tired of cis men acting like trans women are super soldiers. I've said it before, I'm gonna say it again. A large majority of trans women on HRT um, undergo this weird change in their bodies. And the change is a, a large amount of muscle atrophy. What happens is our testosterone levels fall lower than the level of a cis woman. Uh, cis women's testosterone levels often being in between one to 2% uh, per volume. Trans women fall well below that. Um, the ones that are on HRT chemically transitioning, we fall below that. Our testosterone becomes almost non-existent Estrogen levels raised to that of a, the level of a cis woman. So really in the com, um, in the confines of competition, I am only as strong as my training allows. And if I have to train within a certain weight class, it is typically my strength can be compared to that of a cis woman of the same size and height as me. I'm not stronger than them by default because of how I was born. Uh, we are subject to osteoporosis. It kind of weakens our bones. We get a 44% decrease in muscle mass. Uh, I myself went from being uh, 275 pounds with a body fat index of about 5% to now I am 225 pounds and my body fat percentage is well over 15%. There's a general like huge like huge i noticed immediately and i described it to one of my friends because they asked me how how did it feel it felt like there's a like a sliver of like kryptonite under my skin is how i responded like knowing the strengths that i used to possess and the things that i could achieve physically that i have to work harder to do some of the things are almost almost feel impossible i used to bench press something around 290 pounds um, I was able to squat around 260. Currently, I cannot lift without trouble and a spotter. I cannot lift more than 115 pounds. And it's very labor intensive. That on top of my age and uh, the wear and tear that I've put on my body from training to keep up with men my entire life. It wasn't that easy for me when I identified as male. I had to... Uh, and this is part of my history. I took uh, performance enhancing drugs just to be able to keep up with men. I was really small when I started professional wrestling. I was 140 pounds. Uh, my body was completely put under scrutiny as I had lots of um, uh, female characteristics, long hair. I had a very strong lisp, which I still possess. Uh, my voice was not as deep as it is now. Um, there was a lot of preparation 
and performance enhancement that went into me identifying as male on a daily basis. Creatine, um, uh, uh, testosterone injections. Uh, what else did I have to do? I took Winsterol, which is a, a, a cutter, which caused lots of damage to my body. But like my body's dysphoria and dysmorphia came from trying to fit in as a man. And now that I'm able to compete as a woman in professional wrestling, which really has no bearing the way it does in um, uh, in other sports like weightlifting, swimming, things of those matter. There's always this conversation about whether I have some weird advantage or if I'm at a disadvantage wrestling men, which I'm still forced to do. Um, in my transition, I've been back to professional wrestling for about two years now. And in that two years, I've wrestled a woman once. Once. One time. And I had to walk her through the whole thing. And the whole thing was set up for me to be a villain, which I normally am. But the, the reason why it worked so well is because I'm trans and there is um, an innate uh, bias towards me as a hero. Like, I can't possibly be a hero and wrestle a cis woman because I'm at the advantage, is what everybody believes. And I'm really sick of that kind of fucking thought pattern. And I'm really sick of men being the most vocal about it. How dare you act like you give a fuck about women? You don't give a shit about women. You don't frequent sports events. You don't support them. You don't support equal pay. You don't support their achievements until trans people are brought up in this situation. Now, all of a sudden, you're all advocates of feminism within sports. Hmm. That's fucking weird. Like, um, the conversation that kind of sparked this, I was having with a family member, which I'm not going to name because I don't want to have to, like, deal with that shit. I already have to deal with the, the, the argument that ensued in itself. But what was pretty much said is that performance enhancement, estrogen is performance enhancing, which from lived experience, I can tell you it absolutely is not. It absolutely is not a performance enhancer in trans women who just happen to be athletes. As I stated in the beginning, what's happening is your body is changing. You're going through this weird metamorphosis where you are shedding muscle mass, where there's a, a redistribution of fat in your body. Your endurance suffers before because of it. Now, there's training that could be done to keep you even keeled, to make you feel balanced. But you will never be as strong as you were before chemically transitioning. You'll never be that strong again. You'll never be that fast. I've lost steps. And age does also play into this as well. Like, I've lost a step. I do not run as fast as I could. I like the, the wear and tear on my bones is more apparent. Like, I feel more pain after working out or more pain after being you know, involved in a match. And to have it singled out as, oh, you're only talking about yourself. Well, my lived experience is shared by a plethora of other female trans athletes. Other trans athletes of, uh, uh, like, will tell you that they went through the same thing and that the only advantage that we have in sports is knowing that we're going to be scrutinized and that pushes us to train even harder. For me to get back into the ring, I knew my body was going to be constantly compared to cisgender women's bodies. I'm five foot eleven in my wrestling boots. I'm six feet to six foot one, depending on how new the implant in my shoe is. Um, 
my voice is deep, my shoulders are wide, my body's constantly going to be criticized. And that lends to dysphoria. It lends to dysphoria because in the midst of this puberty, I've lost weight, visibly lost weight. But my body looks so different that I currently kind of look out of shape if you want to compare my body to what it was before transitioning. But you shouldn't be comparing my body to what it was when I was transitioning because that was the identified body of a man. Uh, it's always this conversation. And then let's talk about the fact that most of these motherfuckers are getting their information from pieces of shit like the Hodge twins. Enough said there. Joe Rogan, who is still not getting their comeuppance for being just a general all around terrible person, a misogynist, a person who practices misogyny noir in open spaces, a racist to almost everything but his own race, like just ignorant shit. And instead of listening to trans women's experiences, along with the science that goes with it, you just spout off this ignorant shit. Oh, trans women are beating up trans, beating up cis women in UFC and they're dominating sports and blah, blah, blah. Like, look, that's not the truth. That's not the truth. And then why is the focus so much on trans women? Trans men are competing as well. And what we have to worry about is being undermined as who we are or straight out being excluded for the things that we have to do to compete. So the World Athletics um, Commission pretty much made rules and guidelines that we had to adhere to to compete. So we meet those guidelines and everyone still has a fucking problem with us competing. Uh, going back to the conversation that was being had with this family member, it was just laced with transphobia. Um, they use the term, well, trans women shouldn't be comp competing with normal women. My retort was, what is a normal woman? So let's talk about like, the bias regarding the, the, the female form, the, the, the woman's body. We believe without a shadow of a doubt as one of the smartest species on the planet that for some reason women are just built weak. That's what we walk around believing all day. Every woman's a damsel in distress, even though there are women boxers, there are women at triathletes, there are women kickboxers, um, uh, impact sports is riddled with women. But for some reason, a, a, a man thinks that they'll be able to step into an octagon with a trained, a, a trained woman off the street every day bullshit dad bod shaped man believes for some reason that he'll be able to throw one punch and demolish a trained professional woman's athlete they also think that they can get on basketball courts and out ball professional women athletes so in that same vein part of the discussion regarding trans athletes is about the degradation of women as a whole you, you've already been practicing that degradation your entire life. Now you just have a focal point to use in your arguments to make women weak. So just be real about that shit. And I know it's hitting you fucking pretty hard, but like, there it is, motherfucker. There it is. I hit the bell. I, I hit it right on the fucking head. I hit the nail on the head. You don't give a shit about women's athletics. 
you only care to use trans women in, in athletics as some type of lichpin to one degrade cis women and two render trans women non-existent that's what it's about it's not about like you wonder worrying about the safety of cis women uh, like i said before we talked about it in a former episode about how joe rogan set his targets on Phelan Fox and literally destroyed her career with pseudoscience and pseudo-intellectual conversations with a microphone and a bunch of problematic white men. And here it is, a family member of the black persuasion who knows what discrimination is, who knows the history of black athletics and how we were excluded and is now using the same tropes to do it to me. And in trying to educate them and have a conversation with them, I find that it is no need to have these kind of conversations with narrow minded cis men because they believe that they know everything. When you tell a white person that they've done something racist, the cognitive dissonance that happens in their mind is that they can't equate themselves with a white racist person who is a clan member because they didn't go that far. So they can't be racist and transphobes are the fucking same. They think because they didn't use a slur in their conversation that they're not being transphobic. But when you denounce the existence of trans women, when you silence their experiences, when you don't listen to what they have to say or how they experience the world, like you're fucking transphobic. Simple as that. I know you want to argue everything you see is transphobia. Yeah. It's fucking tiring, isn't it? It does it does me a disservice when I'm sitting there trying to educate someone and have a conversation about something that I experience when they think they know everything. You don't know shit. I'm going to say it across the board. Um cis men don't know shit about the trans experience. Why? Because they don't want to know. They just don't. Education after education after education is provided to them in almost every media from us. And they'd rather get their information from Joe Rogan. They'd rather get their information from fucking like known transphobes. Oh, they don't have a fucking stake in making sure that people don't view trans women as humans. You don't want us in bathrooms. You don't want us having jobs. You don't want us starting families. You don't want us to identify as who we are as children. You don't want us in extracurricular activities that you base solely off of gender. Even if we fit the confines of all of those things, you always find a way to boil us down to men. And you use words like not regular, not normal. You attribute bone structure muscle mass when you've been told by science that the muscle mass of trans women changes when you've been told by science that our bone structure is indeed changed by density levels and all of that just solely based upon like osteoporosis we're more prone to uh, blood clots we're uh, we have to watch our potassium levels we have to be so attuned with our bodies to stay in a range that keeps us healthy and able to compete 
that you arguing that kind of shit when we show up is ridiculous. It's just you practicing transphobia. Not to mention the fact that none of you motherfuckers are doctors or scientists. Ever. Ever. You're always armchair athletes who didn't make it far enough to be pros yourself. Uh, just, just for the sake of saying it. I'm the only professional athlete that has existed in my family. Ever. I'm the only professional level athlete in my family. I'm the only person who was paid for athletics. I'm one of the most decorated boxers in our family. There's lots of amateur boxers in our family. Lots. But I'm one of the most decorated amateurs. Oh, I have to retract my statement. There's one family member by marriage years ago that was a pro, a professional boxer. One. You want to know what his name was? Uh, Charles Murray. Charles Murray is my uncle through marriage. Was my uncle through marriage. Not anymore. They got a divorce. He's still my uncle. I don't think he would approve of what I am. Thus the reason why I haven't spoken to him in fucking two decades. People just kind of had a problem with me existing as a queer person. So I was the thing that nobody talked about. I was always seen as the black sheep, the weird one, the crazy one. Because knowing who you are as a person makes you psychotic. Makes you the crazy one. As ridiculous as that sound. But I'm back on y'all ass. Um, I have I have a lot I have lots of questions and I tried to have the conversation with that family member and it literally just breaks down to an argument that then goes towards the it, like the dehumanizing of me every time. I provide you an education, I provide you facts, I provide you a lived experience. And I'm a bitch and I'm this and I see transphobia everywhere and, and I'm speaking for every trans person. No, I'm speaking for the trans experience that I have had as a athlete who literally had to go from six years ago competing in the world heavyweight like genre of professional wrestling, having to tussle with men that were always bigger, bigger than me. Having to worry about what I looked like constantly. Having to worry about hiding who I was. Hiding the fact that I wasn't as strong as them. I wasn't as fast as them. And then giving up that physical privilege for my authenticity only to have it undermined by pseudoscience. The way some of these men talk about trans athletics, they talk about us like we're fucking x-men like we have like this power that women just can't overcome nobody talks about the fact that phelan fox lost a majority of her professional ufc i mean mma style fight she lost most of them we all focus on the fact that she broke some woman's orbital once a common injury in fight sports are broken orbitals, broken noses and broken orbitals happen all the time. But the way they categorized it, it was she didn't break an orbital. She broke someone's skull. That shows a lot of brutality and malice. It makes us like berserkers that we went through all of this transition and just to dominate a sport. You fucking hear yourself. Do you? I mean, like, really, like, just stop for a minute and like, just stop like, it. Get some help. 
Really, like get some fucking help. It's the same argument as the bathroom things. So you mean to tell me that I went on being ostracized by my friends, used to be friends, blacklisted by my family, not seen as a human being in the in the real world, treated like a fucking leper at, at my job so that I could enter spaces to harm people? Do you fucking hear yourself sometimes? So the argument was that there are other trans athletes who are out here just beating up women. Everybody brings up the new trans woman, uh, MMA fighter. I can't remember her name right off the top of my head because I'm super angry. I'm also super high, uh, thanks to that peanut butter souffle. Uh, but they talk like there was not a, a competition going on. So here's the thing. Athletes... Athletics, especially fight sports athletics, is about advantage. Well, what the fuck are you talking about, Cameron? What do you mean? What do you mean it's about? Um, all right, so here, like, let me let me break it down. Technique and training differs from athlete to athlete. The whole point of competition between two athletes is to find out which training method garners an advantage. You always hear about there's an advantage of that fighter on their feet as compared to the other fighter on the ground. They both possess this advantage or they're very evenly matched, but there's a height advantage on this side or there's a, um, a length of uh, striking um, range on this side. Um, in professional wrestling, the advantage is training. The advantage is psychology. The advantage is crowd control knowledge, knowing what you are doing. Uh, the reason why I would have an advantage in a wrestling match versus a cis woman would all boil down to three things. The number of years I've been involved in, this, in doing this sport, the psychology I possess around it, because in my way of doing things, less is more. I've learned over my 20 year career that I could control what's happening in the ring by a by doing a lot less than most professional wrestlers do. I am not a high flyer. I'm not at all. I'm, I'm not a high flyer, flyer. I'm not a power-based wrestler. I'm not a, a speedster. I'm what they call a psychological heel wrestler. I, I use the ring to my advantage. I play off the psychology and knowledge of the fans around me. I do things. I do things completely based upon the fact that at, at I know at some point in the in the match, at some point while walking through the arena, that I am one of the smartest people there, because I think of all the small intricacies and see them in my mind beforehand. My disabilities kind of lend to that. Having synesthesia and CPTSD makes me hyper aware of everything that's around me. I can hear when you're talking. I can hear. Um, what you're awaiting to see. I kind of sit back when I walk into wrestling rings, I mean, wrestling arenas or wrestling shows, and I kind of just absorb what's happening around me. I hear almost every conversation around me and I can pinpoint them. 
and when I start when I show up that night, I'm listening for what people want to see and what they're tired of. And then I play into that psychologically during my wrestling matches. I've changed gears in the middle of wrestling matches. I've changed finishes. I've changed my points of attack. I've changed all of that. That's what gives me an advantage against every wrestler. Not cis women, all of them. When you go to the gym and you eat, sleep and, and dream about this shit, you're trying to perform. You're trying to perfect what you do. So you're tweaking the way you train. You're tweaking the regimen you have. You're tweaking the way that you eat. You're tweaking the way that you think about the, the sport that you're stepping into. And every athlete does that. But for some reason, when trans women do it. We don't think about the training that goes into what they do. We don't think about the psychology that's happening in, in play when it's happening. We don't think about the, the added pressure of an athletic commission making sure that you are that you live within a standard to compete. Blood tests, uh, testing for level of testosterone, calling estrogen a performance enhancing drug. It's all fucking like ploys to make us like not human. We're not human at all because we possess some inert advantage from just existing we don't talk about those trans competitions or weightlifting competitions where cis women won we talk about the, the few times in between where trans women win and it's not chalked up to their work ethic it's not chalked up to them living within this range that they're being copped and policed for it's just because they're they they're they used to be men that's the argument that's happening out here that's the the conversation that's being had. It's fucking transphobic. It's hurtful. And it's exclusive. Well, if trans women wanted to compete professionally, they should get their own professional leagues. Sponsored by who? Huh? Marketed by who? I don't know if you know this, but it's a privilege to be a trans athlete as well. Most of us are unemployed. Most of us, nobody will give a chance. Um, like, and, and that's not, that's to say trans women of color, trans women of color are at a, dis at a disadvantage and uh, face a majority of disparities regarding being an athlete. Just existing, but being an athlete is one of those disparities. It costs money to train. Someone has to see something in you that has a potential. And when you are consistently dehumanized and training facilities are mostly ran by men, you have to like outperform everyone to get that shot. But you working hard and training hard and eating right and doing everything that you need to do will always be boiled down to how you were born. How fucking sad is that? The fact that trans athletes want to exist in spaces that correlate with who they are is such a problem for everyone. And that's regardless of scientific facts. That's regardless of lived experience. That's regardless of track record. There are less winning trans athletes than there are minority athletes. We talk about instances when trans women win and we talk about them like it's happening every day. Like a trans woman just walked in, lifted 600 pounds, shamed everybody, broke a bunch of records. And that's not what's happening. 
These personal achievements of these trans athletes should not be watered down by your pseudoscience, ignorant explanations of, of what biology is. A lot of you fucking dollar store fucking uh, like biologists and all of a sudden everybody's a fucking endocrinologist all of a sudden is fucking weird to me. Like, bruh. come on, bro. Like how many of y'all actually know what the fuck you're talking about? I was watching this video on YouTube where a black woman was explaining how she felt like trans women were trying to infiltrate spaces and trying to negate something that we all learned in high school biology. And when confronted about what we all learned in high school biology, she had nothing. My comment, my retort to her was so you know they suppressed you learning about your own culture they suppressed you learning about everything there was to know about trans people you didn't even know trans people existed when you were in high school because it was seen as a mental disability back then so what the fuck is this shared knowledge that we supposedly have from high school biology because high school biology doesn't talk about gender theory. It doesn't talk about how it didn't back then, not when I was young. It didn't talk about how spectrum exists, how there's no binary. Now that we know 20 something years later that gender is not a binary, but a spectrum. We also know that gender is not, there's no correlation between your fucking private parts and, and what your gender is. That we can't point to gender on our bodies like for some reason now you're under attack because another woman wants a space that is safe. Oh, there's not enough safe spaces for women. That includes trans women. There's no spaces for us either. We're not even safe with you. We'll never be seen as the athletes that we are because you just want to turn us into men. Just say you're fucking transphobic and stop with all the fucking mental gymnastics. Because it one makes you look stupid as fuck, and two is just a common tactic. It's just common. There's some pseudoscience thing going around that Joe Rogan subscribed to where black people are genetically like lower IQ. There's no real science behind it. He just said it, and then he sat in a room full of white men, and it's a it's a trope, it's a stereotype that white men believe. Even though science dictates different. Even though lived experience dictates different, even though we know why IQ tests are not as important within certain cultures because of the disparity. Let's talk about all the black ch uh, child geniuses that have sprung up out of nowhere. They actually didn't spring up out of nowhere. We find that when, when children are given equilateral treatment and allowed and allowed to be nurtured in their in their knowledge of gathering of knowledge, they often more times than not become fucking geniuses. We find that when tra when trans athletes are allowed to uh, be socialized as who they say they are, we find that when they're included within activities, that they flourish. So how could you say, like, and, and here's another thing. Here's another thing. Athletics states that trans women need to be within a certain threshold when it comes to hormones and, chem and, and, uh, and chemicals regarding 
um, exhibitions and, 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 and coming to meets and showing up to uh, compete, but you pigeonhole us as teenagers and you tell us that we can't transition until we get to a certain age. So you put us through testosterone or estrogen poisoning as children. And then when we're prepared to compete as adults, because of the treatment that we got as children, the, 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 the characteristics that we picked up that we did not want, that we wanted to stop, that we wanted to slow down. Now you use that against us? Boy, if you don't get... Like, you don't see... You don't see how that... I mean... So for you to sit around and be like, oh, well, men's bones are denser and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like a got you moment. Even though science would say different, even though this trans person is telling you different. If I'm standing next to another six foot woman. Who's 225 to 230 pounds. The only difference between us two is our training. One of us trained harder. One of us training was more effective to the task at hand. That is athletics in its essence. The U.S. team in the Olympics, the Russian team in the Olympics, the team from Paraguay, all of them are trying to prove one thing during the Olympics, that their training methods make superior athletes. If only for a brief moment. We know scientifically that certain certain countries in Africa breed better runners should we make a rule to stop them we know that America at one point completely dominated completely dominated in American men's basketball is it because like the biggest pro league in the world was at the disposal of Americans during that time was that not an advantage? Most people say no, because there's other professional leagues around the world, but those professional leagues don't move on the basis, don't like train on the same level, don't get the same exposure. But that's not an advantage that we used professional NBA basketball players as Olympic athletes. In boxing, like pro pro athletes are a rarity in the boxing ring during the Olympics. Oscar De La Hoya, like he performed in the Olympics and then became a professional athlete. But as a basketball team, you get to go backwards. A lot of these people trained on like, you know what I'm saying? Like U.S. team level amateur sports bases and then walked into a basketball game against the literal monsters. And we didn't talk about the disadvantage there. We didn't talk about the, how Ronda Rousey puts professional wrestlers, professional women wrestlers at a disadvantage because of her MMA background, because it doesn't compute. It doesn't carry over as much into professional wrestling. Professional wrestling is a mixture of a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different theatrics, a bunch of different athletic levels and that's what makes the sport interesting now when we get to weightlifting it's you in the bar and that's it 
for powerlifters. It's you did all your training. You ate right. You prepared. You were in and you were in the gym. You were doing your thing. And then to show up after doing all that and someone to say, like, all the training you did is for not because you are at an advantage because you were born male. After years of hormone replacement, after years of atrophied muscle, after years of training yourself and building back up your endurance. It's really disheartening and it's really upsetting and it angered me a lot. This conversation, I didn't get into a lot of detail regarding it because I don't want to expose this family member. That's not what I'm doing this for. But I want people to know that like this kind of shit is very harmful to trans people is very harmful to trans athletics is very harmful to athletics as a whole because now they're excluding cis women from competitions based upon testosterone levels what's the excuse there what's the excuse there so this has been a little bit of a longer episode we're going to take a little break we're going to hit some of this peanut butter souffle and we're going to wrap this shit up Ready? Oh, up! Oh. Before we do this, I say this all the time. If you hear coughing, bubbling, the show is brought to you by Marijuana Asshole. I said it in the beginning. If you hear clicking of a lighter, be a fucking adult about it. All right? Mm, that does taste like peanut butter. So now that we've had a summation and all this other shit, I want to say, and I'm, I'm not sure that this person will even listen to this episode because they've never really shown an interest in anything that I do in life that wasn't negative. But I want to say when trans athletes are speaking during these situations, you shouldn't be. You should be listening more than anything because it is the experience of a person um, and, and, and their their lived experience is very is, is tailored to them, not you. You shouldn't be speaking over trans women in those conversations. Cis men should take a break from knowing everything so they can actually learn something. You have no dog in the fight of women's athletics. You don't actually give a fuck. You allow misogyny against the WNBA players. You allow uh, uh, women athletes to be paid less. You allow all of that. You allow less treatment. You allow sexual assaults. You allow trainers to be weird with gymnasts. You allowed all of that shit. And you were silent when that was happening. Now women as a whole are under attack. And you believe that it's cis women who are under attack. No, asshole. It is actually trans women. And by attacking trans women... You lessen sports for women because you never believed that they were valid in the first place. Not a, not a lot of theatrics, not a lot of fucking buttons today. Just a whole heap of fucking reality. The pandemic of men and microphones needs to end. But what also needs to end with it is cis males taking up space and conversations they have no fucking business in. If you have a weak constitution and a weak understanding of biology, don't fucking step to me. 
you have a weak fucking convers like uh, like like you have a weak notion about where trans women and and cis women exist shut the fuck up if you believe that there's a such thing as a normal woman you haven't been paying attention there's no such thing as a normal woman on a rock that spends millions of miles an hour in a galaxy that only exists within a fucking shadow that we can't see beyond. Women are having babies, working multiple jobs, training just as hard as men to become experts, pros in their expertise in sport. And you believe because you were born with a penis that you are inherently better at what they trained most of their lives for. And that is not a trans problem. That's a man problem. This episode is brought to you by the mixing of music and marijuana. Peanut butter souffle is my shit. If you want to hear about on more things and you want to check up on us, check the social in the bio. This is Cameron Ellen Jarrell, also known as Tranos a.k.a. ruler and destroyer of men. This has been Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that's asking you to take a time out. Motherfucker.